Hey friends, welcome back to The Catwalk. My name is Clark Cowden. I'm your host for this podcast, and I want to thank you for joining with me for this week's message. Today, we're continuing to walk our way through some of the stories in the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel, where we see how, once again, King Saul disappoints God and disappoints us. Samuel is, King Saul rather, is more concerned with going through religious rituals and trying to manipulate God into doing what he wants, rather than simply obeying God and following him with a whole heart. It's not unlike what many people today do, but it's a story that shows us that obedience to God is more important than simply going through the motions of religion. I invite you to sit back and relax and reflect on this message. To obey is better than sacrifice. When the contemporary Christian music phenomenon was born out of the Jesus movement in the early 1970s, one of the first singers to make a big impact was a man by the name of Keith Green. Keith Green was born in New York in 1953, but moved to the San Fernando Valley in California in his early childhood. His musical interest and talent emerged early, earning him stellar reviews in the local papers for his performances in various stage productions from the time he was eight years old. He published his first song when he was 11. Keith Green signed a contract with Decca Records in 1965 at the age of 12. He was ethnically Jewish, but raised in the Christian Science Church. When his dreams of musical fame failed to appear, like many others in the late 60s, he began to explore Eastern spirituality and he experimented with drugs. His life turned around when he married his wife Melody at the age of 19. He fed, met fellow Southern California Christian rock musicians Randy Stonehill and Larry Norman. And in 1975, he committed his life to Christ. He and his wife opened their house to anyone who needed to get off the streets or drugs. By 1977, they supported over 70 people in seven different houses, and they founded Last Days Ministries. He was part of the first wave of singers who made it big in the new contemporary Christian music movement. His songs were challenging, inspiring, and convicting. They had an edge to them. He was kind of a John the Baptist figure calling people to repent of their sins and live authentically for Jesus. But on July 28, 1982, Keith and 11 others, including his three-year-old son, Josiah, and his two-year-old daughter, Bethany, were killed in a plane crash. 
His wife, Melody, was not on board, but was home with the couple's one-year-old daughter, Rebecca. She was also pregnant with Rachel, who would be born in 1983. Keith Green was only 30 years old. During his short eight-year musical career, one of his songs was called To Obey Is Better Than Sacrifice. The song was based on our scripture passage for today from 1 Samuel, where King Saul tried to get God on his side by offering sacrifices to him, even though he had not been completely obedient to him. Keith Green wanted to talk to Christians who somehow think that if we go to church and give money and try to be good, that God will be obligated to answer our prayers the way we want him to, even if we aren't obeying his commands. He was saying that if we, if we are just going through the motions of church, we are missing the point if our hearts aren't right with God, and if we are not obeying him. The tragic story of King Saul in 1 Samuel 15 is about two things. The problem with disobedience and the problem with ritual. First of all, it's about the problem of disobedience. 1 Samuel 15, 1 to 3 and 7 to 12. Samuel said to Saul, I am the one the Lord sent to anoint you king over his people Israel. So listen now to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty says. <clears throat> I will punish the Amalekites for what they did to Israel when they waylaid them as they came up from Egypt. Now go attack the Amalekites and totally destroy all that belongs to them. Do not spare them. Put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. At verse 7, Then Saul attacked the Amalekites all the way from Havilah to Shur, near the eastern border of Egypt. He took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive, and all his people he totally destroyed with the sword. But Saul and the army spared Agag and the best of the sheep and cattle, the fat calves and lambs, everything that was good. These they were unwilling to destroy completely, but everything that was despised and weak they totally destroyed. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel, I regret that I have made Saul king because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. Samuel was angry and he cried out to the Lord all that night. Early in the morning, Samuel got up and went to meet Saul, but he was told Saul has gone to Carmel. There he has set up a monument in his own honor and has turned and gone on down to Gilgal. The story is about the problem of disobedience. God had commanded King Saul to completely destroy the Amalekite people. Samuel had told Saul this was a message from the Lord. 
It was clear and straightforward. There was no misunderstanding. But Saul didn't do it. While they destroyed many of the people in battle, he spared the king and the best of the sheep and cattle. When Samuel confronts him about this, Saul denies that he disobeyed God. He said he only spared the king, and the soldiers saved the best animals to use for sacrifices to God. But that wasn't what God had told him to do. King Saul is like a lot of people today who pick and choose what they like in the Bible and what they don't like in the Bible. Some people say, I really like it when the Bible says, love your neighbor and God will forgive you and treat others the way you want to be treated. So I'm going to follow those commands. But I don't agree with the Bible when it says not to gossip or to love your enemies, or to give 10% of your income back to God, or only have sex to the person you're married to. So I'm not going to follow those commands. Some people today are like King Saul because they think that partial obedience should count for something. They're following the parts of the Bible they like. They're following part of what God tells us to do, but it's a rationalization to do what they want. They're putting themselves in God's position, making their own determinations about what is right and what is wrong, and deciding for themselves what they will and will not do. They are covering up their refusal to repent of some of the sins the Bible talks about. They think a half obedience should be good enough but it's not. God wants us to surrender ourselves to him completely and to obey him fully, whether we agree with the Bible or not. As a result of Saul's disobedience, God tells Samuel, I regret that I made Saul king. Those have to be some of the saddest words in the Bible. Saul was a disappointment to God. He did not live up to his potential. He wasted his opportunity. And it shows us that sometimes our unchanging God changes his mind. This is not the only time the Bible tells us that God changed his mind. When God commanded Noah to build the ark, it says that God regretted making human beings on earth. When God sent Jonah to the city of Nineveh and the people repented, it says that God changed his mind and did not destroy them. The Bible teaches us that sometimes the unchanging God changes his mind. God responds to human actions. His character never changes. God is always consistent with his own nature. He's always good and true and moral and holy. But when people repent of their sins, God responds according to his perfect nature. God mandates punishment for sin, but God may be gracious and postpone or relent from punishing our sin. 
God is not a fair weather friend. God is not unreliable or inconsistent. But he can and does change his mind and relent from punishment when people repent of their sins, change their hearts, and reach out to God. The other aspect of Saul's disobedience is that after he did not kill the king of the Amalekites, and after they did not kill the best of the sheep and the cattle, verse 12 tells us that Saul set up a monument in honor of himself. Saul had a problem with pride. He didn't see that God had won the battle for him. He thought he had won the battle. He was taking the credit that belonged to God, which shows us that his heart wasn't right with God, which is what led to his disobedience. The second issue in this story is the problem with ritual. 1 Samuel 15, 13 to 23. When Samuel reached him, Saul said, The Lord bless you. I have carried out the Lord's instructions. But Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of sheep in my ears? What is this lowing of cattle that I hear? Saul answered, The soldiers brought them from the Amalekites. They spared the best of the sheep and cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God, but we totally destroyed the rest. Enough, Samuel said to Saul. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Tell me, Saul replied. Samuel said, although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel, and he sent you on a mission saying, go and completely destroy those wicked people, the Amalekites. Wage war against them until you have wiped them out. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? But I did obey the Lord, Saul said. I went on the mission the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agag, their king. The soldiers took sheep and cattle from the plunder, the best of what was devoted to God, in order to sacrifice them to the Lord your God at Gilgal. <clears throat> but Samuel replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better <clears throat> than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Saul disobeyed God. He thought he was okay because he had partially obeyed God. Samuel goes and confronts him about his disobedience and like Adam and Eve, who passed the blame for their own actions, King Saul does the same thing. He throws his own soldiers under the bus. He says that it was the soldiers who brought the sheep and the cattle, and they were the ones who spared the best of the animals to sacrifice to God. 
He doesn't take responsibility for the fact that he was in charge and he allowed them to let these animals live. And he tries to spin it by saying that he saved them to sacrifice to the Lord later. But if you disobey God so that you can make an offering to God, you've missed the point. God doesn't want you to rob money from a bank so that you can put that money in the offering plate at church. God doesn't want you to steal some furniture from a store so you can donate it to the church. If you disobey God so that you can please God with your offering, that won't please God. Saul thought that the religious rituals were more important than obeying God. He was wrong. Samuel makes it clear to him that he did not obey the Lord. Saul rationalizes his partial obedience, glosses over his disobedience, and shows he was relying on the ritual of their worship to get God on his side. Samuel makes it clear God does not delight in offerings and sacrifices as much as obedience. To obey is better than sacrifice. Saul had rebelled against God. And because he had rejected God, God has now rejected him as king over Israel. Not only is his future dynasty canceled, but his current role as king is now revoked. When Samuel turns to leave, King Saul reaches out and grabs his robe, causing it to tear. When Samuel sees this, he tells Saul that God has torn the kingdom away from him. God will give it to someone else who is better than he is. Samuel tells him that God's mind is made up and he will not change it. Finally, we see the root of Saul's sin. In verse 24, Saul says, I have sinned. I violated the Lord's command and your instructions. I was afraid of the men, and so I gave in to them. And in verse 30, Saul says, please honor me before the leaders of my people and before Israel. The root of Saul's sin was pride. Like some of our leaders today, Saul was afraid of the people he was leading. So he gave in to them instead of giving in to God. His pride caused him to ask Samuel to still honor him before the people to help him save face, even though he had disobeyed God. He was concerned about his reputation. He was worried about what other people thought of him. He had his priorities mixed up. He was a people pleaser, and that caused him to disobey God. The chapter ends with verse 35, which says, Until the day Samuel died, he did not go to see Saul again, though Samuel mourned for him. And the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. What Saul didn't understand is that to obey is better than sacrifice. 
Jesus repeats this in the New Testament. When the Pharisees criticized him for eating with tax collectors and sinners in Matthew 9:13, he said, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. In Matthew 12, 7, when the Pharisees criticized Jesus and his disciples for pulling off the heads of the wheat and eating them when they walked through the wheat fields on the Sabbath, Jesus said, if you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. And in Mark 12, 33, when Jesus is asked what the greatest commandment is, he says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your understanding and with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. For Samuel 15 reminds us of the problem of disobedience and the problem of ritual. Some people today say, I agree with this part of the Bible, but I don't agree with that part. I believe what the Bible says here, but I don't believe what it says over here. I'll follow this part of the Bible, but not this part. That's the same thing King Saul did. Partial obedience is not obedience. We don't earn points for obeying God part of the time if we are still refusing to obey God at other times. Like Saul, people today are still trying to manipulate God into doing what they want God to do through rituals. They think if they go to church, if they put money in the offering and if they donate food to the poor, that God should make good things happen to them. The Bible doesn't teach that. We don't control God and God is not obligated to do what we want him to do because we have done some religious things. If Keith Green were here today, he would still be singing to obey is better than sacrifice. Unlike Saul, God doesn't want us to be proud and try to erect monuments in our own honor. Unlike Saul, God doesn't want us to be afraid of what other people think of us. Unlike Saul, God doesn't want us to worry about our reputations. Outward actions for show are meaningless if our hearts aren't right with God. Jesus said, something, if something isn't right between you and someone else, leave your offering at the altar and go and be reconciled to them first. Because to obey is better than sacrifice. God bless. Stay safe. See you next time.